You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Another young man who uh, was uh, benefited from my uh, tutoring when he was at the Star Tribune, Master Tisfasian, is with us. The hardest name to pronounce in America makes no sense, but uh, good to see you. Every single time I'm on, you always are like, there's always somebody like, hey, Royce just wants to make sure he knows how to pronounce your name. (laughs) Every single time, it never fails. How you doing, man? Nobody can look at this and speak. Pronounce it. Do you know that? What was the worst thing you were ever called in school as far as a last name when the teachers were taking roll call? I would tell you, but I can't say it on the radio. (laughs) (laughs) I can't tell you on the radio. I'll text you. I'll DM you. The amazing thing about you, young man, is what are you now, 25? Uh, I turned 27 actually next Friday. 27. You've had more jobs already than I've had in my life. <laughs> He's uh, He went from the Star Tribune to the Washington Post, which is the zenith, something that I would have loved to someday had the opportunity. You left them, now you're at Bleacher Report. You seem to be enjoying it. Man, I'm loving it, bro. It's funny because all, all the veterans I know in the industry were just like, like I was talking to Peter King uh, two weeks ago, we grabbed lunch. He's like, when you moved over to the police report and left the Washington Post, I was like, what the hell? Are you <laughs> but now, man, this is this is the wave now, man. This is what the, the young folks, the millennials, Gen Z folks, people my age, people talk about sports and the way that I talk about it. That's what they're all now, man. And, and as as I'm in Vegas right now, we're doing a whole police report Vegas takeover where we, we're literally having a party at a nightclub every single night. So, so- on Friday tonight, we're we're at Hakkasan with Little John. Saturday we're at the Omni at the uh, Caesar's Palace, and then Sunday we have a day party where where Javale McGee is DJ. So now, Bleacher Report is throwing Bleacher Report is throwing the parties, or you're involved in them. Bleacher Report is throwing all three parties. I'll be at all three parties. We're taking over Vegas Summer League, man. It's, this is an initiative that we're trying to do to do more site on site locations, and we targeted. Summer League as a prime spot for us to thrive and really own behind the scenes. So I didn't have any idea until I read your piece today, I guess, because everything I've ever read is, oh, they like this number, their eighth-string guard who's not going to make the team anyway <laughs> out of the Summer League. I didn't realize how many wily veterans show up there to observe observe their potential young teammates and then and then enjoy the rest of the week. I mean, how many uh, real uh, solid NBAers are hanging around there right now? Oh, all of them are here. Really? I mean, yeah, Damian Lillard, uh, he just notified the Blazers that he was going to be here for the first three games. Uh, a lot of these guys use this, aside from like LeBron James is on vacation, God knows where right now, some mm-hmm. island. Um, a lot of these guys use this part as like camaraderie for – the rookies kind of introducing them to the league and getting to know them. The players will start working out here, and of course, they're here to party too. And the uh, and now the the big thing for the NBA teams is to keep the young men that they're trying to observe during this two week tournament that can last that long. 
<laughs> to keep them away from the parties at least every night, right? Yeah, that's that's the biggest issue that a lot of players end up having to wrestle with is how do you remain focused on basketball when there's <laughs> literally clubs jumping everywhere, there's strip clubs popping. If you're an NBA athlete, you literally can get in any single venue you want to without any issue and get a table and some bottles. How do you avoid that to play a summer league game? And to some some kids, it's a lot more difficult than others. I, I talked to Tobias Harris, and he was talking about his first summer league experience. He was just locked in on, on the entire time. And <laughs> His, his last, the day before his last game, his teammates were just like, come on, bro, let's, let's do it big. Come on, let's go out. And he thought about it. He was contemplating it. He was like, ah, I can't do it. But now he comes out and has a good time. Hey, now, Master, uh, Vegas probably in general is not crowded at this time of year as far as with as many tourists and everything uh, until the NBA shows up and now now everybody wants to be there and look look at these guys and hang out with them and uh, it, this is this has turned into another nice bonanza for Las Vegas in general I would think absolutely it's, it's, the way it's been described is it's the NBA's biggest off season party everyone comes in here for that first weekend I've just heard from so many people how much of a a great time it is if you're ever going to come to Vegas during the summertime for God knows what reason, this would be the reason. Uh, I'm out there here, obviously, for uh, events like March Madness and, uh, and uh, like, coming here for, like, NFL Sunday. And, you know, the traffic that, that the walking traffic and the people who come here is yeah. the people that come here for those events. But seeing how many people come here for NBA Summer League is, is pretty wild because I'm walking outside right now, and I don't hear how windy I am because it's 110 degrees outside. Yes. It's... It, it, there, there's, there's no reason for me to be here besides summer league. You, uh, <laughs> you're not the kind of guy that would hang out at the pier and uh, at the pool and observe, uh, are you? Uh, define observe. <laughs> we can go a lot of ways with just, observe. Just, here. just, just, just uh, see what's happening. You know? just, just, see what mingling is taking you know, place. I, I, I might be sitting on the dock of the bay. You never know. <laughs> you never know. Hey, that's what kind of actually talking about here. Yeah. Hey, I loved your piece in April about uh, pot smoking. I mean, that's that's another one that uh, you you see on uh, online sites, but not others. But you got uh, you got a dozen uh, athletes from pro, former pro athletes to talk about uh, how much uh, dope they consumed to get ready for their sporting events. Yeah, and the funny part about it is the feedback I've gotten from other athletes is like, some of them are almost too honest in the videos. Mm-hmm. They're like, oh, 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 easy there, you know. <laughs> you don't want to blow the top off of the rest of us because the athletes are hoping and pushing towards medical marijuana being a legitimate usage and legalized for their, uh, for their part of their recovery process. And some of the guys were mentioning about how they do it for recreational usage, which obviously, if you're going to legalize it, there's no extend as to what reason you should use marijuana for or, or not use it for. But uh, a lot of guys, they use it behind the scenes, and it's just not really talked about in this kind of way. The only time it's ever really talked about is the, the medical research, and it's always an academia type of standard that we end up covering sports and marijuana, so which we wanted to make sure we reflected a, a genuine, honest conversation in the way that athletes talk and use and, and discuss marijuana. Hey, what uh, what what does what are the NBA regulations on it? The NBA does not suspend, right? No, they do. Yeah, they test it four times a year. They really? test it more than the NFL does. Yeah. But what 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 have you come out? They must allow you to have a number of positives though before they suspend, right? 
No, they, they do suspend, though. Yeah, it's it's four random drug tests. I don't have it off the top of my head right okay. now. But uh, it, it's, 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 it's even more strenuous than the NFL is. The NFL, it is preposterous. Stay, the NFL, all you have to stay clean as far as two months. Stay yeah. clean during OCA, stay clean during minicamp. And if you do that, you're good. And if you can't do that, then you're, you're put in that protocol, obviously, and you're, you're subject to random drug testing whenever and how, how often, I think 12 times a year, I believe, is the, the min- maximum, excuse me. Um, whereas the NBA, they, they literally randomly test four times a year. And Matt Barnes was saying, uh, after that fourth test, it's like a celebration. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's, it's finally this, this this is over. We can finally enjoy it. Who was the uh, without having having any sort of issues with? Who was the most candid with you? Uh, it, it was probably Matt Barnes. Okay, Matt, Matt Barnes. <laughs> Matt Barnes really opened up about his usage. He told us about his routine, in which you know he, he smoked, uh, take a nap, take a shower to wake himself up, He's <laughs> kind of back in the mode, and then that way, when he got in the game, he was ready to groove. Uh, a former uh, defensive lineman, also Sean Smith, was very honest because he talked about how he smoked two blunts a game before every game, <laughs> and he, he'd sit in the tub, smoke two blunts, and then he'd go drive to the the city's inner the, the inner city of wherever he was playing at to kind of like remind himself of how how fortunate he is to play this game. And he used to ride around kickoff, everything would be ready to go. He said he feel like a month. <laughs> well, I'm sure the N- I'm sure the NBA and the NFL loved reading that story. <laughs> I'm sure they did. Hey, now, that's the reality, though. That's that's what we're supposed to do, right? That's now I gotta I gotta wear. I ask you a personal question. What are your shoes at this moment? Uh, I'm wearing some Adidas runners. Okay. Uh, some 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 boots. This some, guy uh, can, this guy can wear some shoes, ladies and gentlemen. I want to tell you, you're, that's that's your ultimate desire, your re, uh, desire, right, to be a shoe designer. Oh, I would love to design shoes. <laughs> oh, I, I don't know if you saw. We we talked to uh, we had an exclusive talking to Shout uh, Rooney, who set that up, who runs our VR Kicks account. Um, we got an exclusive access with Marvin Bagley and DeAndre Ayton okay. when they decided to sign with Puma. So that, that was another uh, Q&A that I had that ran, like, about a month ago. And, uh, and so Puma's, I, I'm all into, like, doing kick stuff. Puma's kind of a new entry, too, right? I mean, they've been yeah. around for a long time, but all of a sudden they're throwing dollars around, too. They are throwing bags around, bro. They, they are spending a ton of money trying to get in the NBA. They already have the cultural perspective, something that Under Armour does not have. And I think it could be successful, man. I like the shoes they design, and we'll see where they go from here. All right, you uh, you uh, now uh, stay out of trouble in uh, Las Vegas or 110 degrees heat and a party every night. You're not the kind of guy to take advantage of that. Oh, of course not. Of course not. <laughs> I, I will be in bed by 9.59 p.m. reading my Bible. And that, ladies and gentlemen, is the man we call Master <laughs> T. <laughs> Master T. Thank you, sir. No doubt. Good here from you, man. All righty. Uh, we had this fella for about a year and a half at the strip, and what a character he is. What a, what, he's was gonna this? Ma- he's what did he say, 27? Yeah, he's 27. He was a, you know, he's, he's going to have a good career, that fella. He can get along with the, he can get the guys to talk to him on like 72 year old sure. guys. <laughs> was his nickname at the Star Trip then Mr. Shoes by Sid? Was he, would, would he have been known as Mr. Shoes? I don't even know if Sid knew he worked there. I think he just, you know, he probably asked him to go get him a sandwich or some damn thing. So what a great kid, though. He's great. And uh, Bleacher Report. How about that though? I didn't. They had. They have enough money to throw three parties for it of NBA quality in clubs in Vegas. What the hell? That's uh, you know, we should do that, huh?
The station. Why not? We should go out and throw an NBA party. Out in Vegas? Yeah, right. <laughs> sure, why not? Yeah, right. We can get a tent out there and, you know, 50 miles All of us of might even make it home. <laughs> yeah. All right. We'll be back. And now, Joe and Pat present Sports Talk's Person of the Day. Looking to put him away. Hits. Trying to miss. He does. Strikes out the side. Game over. Mariners win it 4-1. to one. And they close out this series winning two out of three against the Angels. A lot of good stuff here tonight as the Mariners stay a game and a half behind first place Houston. Edwin Diaz. Uh, did you fellas notice this? I just didn't. I just noticed this today. Well, first of all, the real surprisingly, surprisingly successful team in Major League Baseball this year, more so than Atlanta, has been Seattle, yes. fifty-six and thirty-two, and they're only a game and a half behind Houston, and Houston's playing good. But Edwin Diaz, thirty-four saves. Wow, unbelievable! Thirty-four saves. So we're eighty-eight games in. He's a, he's going to go way past 60 if this keeps up, right? Mm, oh, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. And, uh, he's, uh, he's been fantastic. They've been uh Is it still Thigpen with the record? Bobby Thigpen? Yeah, I think so. Was it 60? 59, look it up. 60, look something up. like that. Uh, Diaz, he's from Puerto Rico. So he was in the draft, actually, in 1994, because uh, not in 1994. That's when he was born. He was in the dr- draft. Oh, no, K-Rod, Francisco Rodriguez oh. was 62 in 08. Oh, yeah, that, that's right. Bobby that's is right. 57. He's in second this place. Guy, uh, this guy make, might make it. He's, uh, he turned 24 on March 22nd. He was a uh, draft choice of the uh, Mariners. The Mariners took him in the third round of the 2012 baseball draft out of one of those, uh, mil- out of one of those academies down in Puerto Rico. And uh, they brought him up pretty early, th- hard thrower, and uh, he was a little erratic early. 2016, he came up, and he had uh, 18 saves and a 2.79 ERA and 51 innings, 88 strikeouts. 2017, now he's their closer, 66 games, and he had 34 saves all year last year. And uh, this time he had 89 strikeouts in 66 innings. He had he walked some guys last year, though. He had 32 walks last year. This year, 46 innings, 75 strikeouts, 13 walks, giving up two home runs. The ERA is 235 and 34 saves. And he's been in 44 games and uh, has they've won 42 of those. Uh, but uh, he has uh, been the uh, the unhittable weapon in this uh, great Seattle run that they're having this year. And by the way, and they're doing this without Robinson. I Cano. was just yes. going to say, yeah. if you think about how good this team has been, the two biggest names, mm-hmm. probably not the two best players, but the two biggest names, Robbie Cano and Felix Hernandez have yes. not. I mean, Cano's been suspended. D. Gordon's yes. been and, pretty good this yeah, year. Yeah, D. Gordon's though. been yeah. really good. And Felix has not been good no. at all for them. And he's kind of an afterthought right now yeah, in that rotation. It, 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 that's why I say it's so astounding. This this good. I mean, a lot of when Cano got suspended, boom, they said, oh, well, this is going to kill him. Well, what stinks is he ain't going to be in their lineup for the playoffs either. No. 
but uh, they, they, I guess, have demonstrated that they just had a nine-game winning streak uh, that ended the other day. Mm-hmm. And uh, they've had a couple of those. They've had a couple of long winning streaks. And Seattle is an interesting town, a lot like this town. I, I've always, except the, the water, I've, I, I think our towns are very similar. And the, like market size and things and like that? And the passion for sports is similar. Okay. Now, they don't have winter teams. They're going to have a hockey team here shortly. But they're ba- as a baseball market, very similar. They, When they're good, they bandwagon, show up. let's yep. go. And when they had the 116-win the 116 116 team, mm-hmm. well, that started actually when... Uh, when uh, Ken, when Griffey slid home and they beat the Yankees in that playoffs, ninety five, yeah, and they had about and they got that the was new a fun Mariners they got team, the new huh? stadium built and they had about a ten year run, and then things went to hell and they've they've this has been a long dry spell there, great ballpark Safeco Park, but uh, you know they three or four times they thought they were going to be good and went backwards and that remember the one year they popped up and almost made the playoffs and everybody they had big optimism and the next That's year right. they won like 60 they games did. yeah they went yeah. They were tank like after the twins that. uh they were like the twins in 2011 and they've been in the tank and people haven't been coming to games because well you know there's that great big lake right out there and that great big ocean right out there and that great big sound and there's stuff to distract them right. if you've got a bad baseball team. But I'm sure the, Mar- the all those old Mariner jerseys they have are now out of the mothballs. You mentioned Griffey. Um, he was interviewed. I, I, either, I can't remember if this was on social media or if I saw this on television, but he was asked about, you know, because they still hold the record. The 97 Mariners hold the record for most home runs in a season. And he was asked about the Yankees' torrid pace. Oh, are you willing to step aside? He goes, hell no. We want that record, you know. And ba- I, he didn't say it directly, but you could tell that he thinks the the Yankee Stadium effect. That's oh, not yeah. fair. Hell yeah, and he's, he's and right. he's hundred percent right. But biggest mistake he ever made was uh, leaving Seattle. Agreed. Not signing yep. the contract, Agreed. going to Cincinnati. I mean, Cincinnati. He was okay. His old man played there, and blah blah blah. But he was a hero of heroes in Seattle. Well, and think about this too. I mean, I know that his body didn't hold up, and he wasn't able to play the outfield. But if he stayed with Seattle, he would have been able to still DH. You know, yes. if he had stayed in Seattle. I uh, interviewed him when he was uh, in in Arizona, when he was a nineteen year old kid. Oh man! And mm. they were uh, they were they kept saying this was start of spring training. And uh, they were saying, no, he's not going to make the club. No, no, we're not going to let him make the club. And we're not going to let him make the club, they kept saying. And and he was very reticent to talk to reporters and very quiet. And, you know, he was so damn good that spring. He, they had they no choice. Get him out. They put him in the ball. And, you know, he made, I think he broke in at 19. And uh, It was 89, man, right? 89 was his rookie year? Is that it? I, mean, I, I can't remember what it yeah. was, but man, was he fantastic. He's... Yeah. he's uh, that uh, that '95 Mariners team that came back because what the Angels had what like a ten game lead yes. or something with yes. like a month left in the season mm-hmm. and they came back and they won their one game playoff and that that was a fun Mariners team in '95 that was great yeah that ballpark was is uh, one of the worst you ever had to watch games in though because of the concrete roof yeah, yeah. there was no hint of uh, light and, 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 and you know Seattle has so many rainy days. That when you're there in the summer and it's the sky's like, you know, and then in the summer they have days like this, mm-hmm. you know, and the sky is blue, is crazy. And you'd go in that damn place 
and you'd you'd you wouldn't you know no if idea. it was midnight you know, or noon. You, it was just there wasn't a hint of air in there, but boy, they were good. Ooh, yeah, him and Edgar, and then A Rod as Jay Buner and A Rod as a kid was unbelievable. Uh, you know, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. Nineteen year olds, isn't it? Going from Griffey, Griffey to A Rod, yeah, yeah. both both big league ready at nineteen. You know that doesn't happen too much. That doesn't happen too much. I don't know if it was A Rod nineteen or twenty. I don't know what he was, but he was ready to play in the big leagues at nineteen. And Griffey did play in the big leagues at nineteen, I believe. But uh, yeah, that was uh, this this club is not anywhere near. Does not remind you of that club no, at all. No. But uh, they're winning. They're uh, they're having a hell of a year, and good for them. I'm sure that Jerry Depoto get up and take all the credit for it, even though he just got know. a contract extension. Yeah, today. Yeah. Oh, yeah, they love him now. Scott they Service don't. is doing a nice job as the manager, though. Yes, yeah, he'll probably be manager of the year, no doubt about it. Yep. All right, we'll be back. <laughs> and that Texas audience went nuts when he started oh, singing it. They had this incredible look on their face because I don't think they performed it anywhere but Texas. Probably not. No, right. Bob Wills is a god in Texas. Oh, yes, so. he is. And uh, where was that among Whalen's hits? One of the top five, probably. Uh, huh? It was. Yeah, it was pretty big. Uh-huh. Uh, not sure. That's all right. Him saying Whalen Jennings was uh, <laughs> that, that, uh, pretty good. All right, here's Johnny. Thanks, Patrick. This update sponsored by Sprint. Get unlimited from Sprint. Visit your local Sprint store, sprint.com slash unlimited, or call 1-800-SPRINT-1 to learn more. Switch today. I'm just uh, remembering the interview yesterday. Uh, Hubbard goes, yeah, they invited me on stage, and I turned around, they were getting in a cab. <laughs> I, I think just just the Towns left, right? Or did Guy Clark leave, I too? Think, didn't they say both? I thought both he said both, both of them left. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, we're getting in a so cab. <laughs> Why don't you come on up and sing it, too? Yeah, right. Right out of the dark Where star. Where the hell are they going? Right there. <laughs> hey, Eric. Eric, can you hang around for a Sure, Dark. All right. See you See later. See you later. <laughs> oh, God. Twins Orioles at Target Field tonight. Lance Lynn for the Twins. Dylan Bundy for Baltimore. Your Twins Dylan lineup. Dylan Bundy coming off the DL. He's been good for them. Wasn't yeah. he their big hot shot yeah, pitching yeah, prospect? Yeah, and he's for been him? good this year, but uh, he must have something happened to him. I don't know what. The lineup, Maurer, Rosario, Dozier, Escobar, Morrison, Polanco, Kepler, Cave, and Garver. Morrison, a couple of hits yesterday, threatening 200. And yeah. lo and behold, he can hit it the other the way. way. Yeah, home run the other way. The quote from the manager in the paper this morning was, he's been hitting the ball hard. Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah. I hadn't well, noticed that no. uh, before. I think he's trying to give him some encouragement. <laughs> One other uh, baseball note related to our Minnesota Twins. Of course, we already knew that uh, Torrey Hunter will manage the United States team for the Futures game during the All-Star Weekend in Washington. Uh, two Twins prospects we now found will play. Alex Kurilov. How'd oh, I do? yeah. How'd I do? Kurilov, yeah. He's, Kurilov. Uh, I, I talked to him in spring training. He's a uh, good kid. Very strongly religious. Hmm. Got married at uh, I think at nineteen or twenty, and he and the gal lived down there in Florida. Fort Myers, yeah. He's, uh, I think it was one of those religions that the scourges uh, 
Anti antics before uh, before mm. the wedding night. So. <laughs> antics, I like mm-hmm. that. Uh, he was a first round pick in 2016, having a great season. He I wasn't part at, of that religion. No, <laughs> <laughs> he started at Class A Cedar and Rapids. Even if you were, you weren't following. The <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say we all may have been part of that religion, yeah. but yeah, he well, takes he took it seriously. Good for him. Yeah, he, he started the year at Cedar Rapids, hit 333 with 13 home runs in 65 games, and now he's. Uh, I play with Fort Myers. He's hitting 328 in his first 14 John, games. He's uh, really a good prospect, but he missed a year with Tommy John. The Tommy John, John right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So that's kind of delayed him, but he's going to play. He's, he's, he's the real deal. Uh, on Is the, he out, outfielder, I'm sorry? Yeah, outfielder, outfielder right? yep. yeah. On the world roster will be a pitcher, Lewis Thorpe. He plays for Class AA Chattanooga right now. Aussie. He's up from Australia, lefty. He's 4-4 four and four with 4.04 ERA this Missed season. Missed about a year and a half with Tommy John. Got waylaid. They really liked him when he was 19. He doesn't throw his heart now. On uh, Tory's coaching staff for this yes, game, by the way. I'm ready for this. Latroy Hawkins, mm-hmm. uh, Miracle Coach Steve Singleton, and former twin Matthew Leacroy. Matthew Leacroy. I don't yeah. even know what Matthew's doing. He's the manager of the Class AA Harrisburg Senators. I don't know whose squad, uh, mm-hmm. club that belongs to. We but, don't uh, need Big Poppy. We got Matt Lacroix to be the right. DH, man. <laughs> Harrisburg <laughs> Senators, John, you said? Uh, Harrisburg uh, Senators, yep. yes. I'm going to look that up. Every time I hear about hear Matthew Leacroix, I just think of poor Frank Robinson. Oh, God. Falling after the game because he had to pull him. He's yeah. like, I felt so bad for the kid, but I couldn't keep him oh, in there. I hear he was going to, they going to try to make him the regular catcher remember early in the year he just couldn't catch that was a very nice guy though oh really great yeah but they, I, what was against the braves right I think and so, they, yeah. they had like eight stolen bases in one mm-hmm. inning speaking of which the harrisburg senators are an affiliate of the cent of the uh, yeah, nationals and you know why yeah. they can call hmm. them the senators don't you because hmm. harrisburg is the capital of pennsylvania and uh, they got the state senate there so home of oh. dennis green mm-hmm. right yes right uh, tomorrow night, you'll hear soccer on this station. Houston Dynamo and Minnesota United. That game being played in Houston pre-match. And they play outside. Outside, that's yeah. right, in Houston. 7.30 is the pre-match. The kickoff at 8 o'clock here on 1500 they got to get those little fans. You know who's got the little fan? The little electronic fan? Mr. Gadget, Lavelle Neal. No, we're in the press box. No, we're in the press (laughs) box in the Cubsville, Wrigley, and he breaks out the little fan that he has. (laughs) He's got every gadget known to man. He was having the vapors, so he broke out the little fan. How much difference is that going to make? I don't know. It's just something. Something to say, hey, Lavelle, where'd you get that? You know, doesn't it put out his cigarettes or his cigar smoke? Well, they, of course, he doesn't have in the press box. In the yeah. press box yeah. Lavelle, could you share that fan? Yeah. <laughs> Man, it was hot. Uh, Golf.com is reporting that Phil Mickelson and Tiger Woods are thinking about a $10 million winner-take-all exhibition match. The report says Mickelson was hopeful the match would have taken place on July 3rd in Vegas, except negotiations with a television network and corporate sponsor couldn't be worked out in time. Mickelson says they're working on a different date. Woods' agent, Mark Steinberg, declined to comment on the report. Uh, Woods was involved in made-for-TV exhibitions about 15 years ago. The ones they had with lights. Remember, they'd play at night. Yep. Yep. What was the name of Shadow Creek or Shadow Mountain or something? They uh, had single matches with David Duvall and Sergio Garcia, also some team matches. Uh, Mickelson playfully hinted at such a match when he and Woods were in the same group at the Players' Championship. All right, Johnny, you have a nice weekend. Thank you. You too. All right.
Cleveland is a city of champions once again. The Cavaliers are NBA champions. Well, we played those two reverse highlights of Cleveland sports in honor of my pal Bill Livingston, who uh, has retired as a sports columnist at the Cleveland Plain Dealer. Libby was there 34 years writing in Cleveland. And uh, Libby, of course, uh, was there in 97 when they could have won the World Series and Jose Mesa screwed it up. But he was also there when LeBron brought him back the NBA title, their first championship since, when was it, Manny? The uh, Cleveland. 52 years, I think. I think the drought was 52 years. The Browns in 64 or something had won. Okay, the Browns sometime. Anyway, Libby has uh, retired. Frequent guest on here. Oh, God, yeah. Gives me a chance to tell my all-time favorite (laughs) Libby story. Can I tell you this story? Please Please do. Yes. There's been many, but the guy was like a klutz, right? I I was... If somebody fell down and got hurt at a Winter Olympics, you knew it was going to be Libby. Every every time I'd, I'd hang out with him at the Winter Olympics, and he'd always fall down on the ice and drip, limp around for the last two weeks. And but, those that might not be familiar, he basically is the Royce of Cleveland sports, right? The 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 crusty curmudgeon. Yeah, he's you know, a bit, but yeah. he's much. He's a Vanderbilt grad, and okay. he's very artsy. He's, he makes sure. literary references in his writing, and he covered the. He was out of Philadelphia. He was in Dallas and Philadelphia before he went there. But we're in Dallas for the Final Four, and this is long enough ago that they were playing at Reunion Arena. Okay. And we were in a hotel where you would walk. The walkway went over the freeway. The Reunion Arena was on the other side. It was some Marriott, and there was a couple of hotels over there, and you'd take this walkway and then you'd go by the one hotel, and we were all in this big Marriott. But it was a good half mile over to there. But you'd just walk over to the thing. So, and it's steaming hot, man. It's a, We're there, we're like late March, early April, but it's steaming hot. It's 95 in Dallas. And this is the era of Radio Shack, little tiny computers, mm-hmm. right? So, Libby comes over, and it, I think I was already over there and set up and he sets down he's gonna set up next to me in this big working room and he goes through his bag and his computer's not in there his computer's not in there and he he lets out the appropriate curse words and <laughs> has to wall haul back and he's Libby's a lumpy guy you know he's not he wasn't as lumpy as me back then but he was a lumpy lumpy guy. enough yeah lumpy yeah. enough and he you know, he's he's looking through his bag and he's looking all over in the bag and he he's, he's sitting his bag sitting on a chair and he's looking all through his bag. So now he walks back and he goes through his hotel room. They're gonna he left it there and it's not there. So he comes back <clears throat> sweating. Cause now he's frantic. He's walking fast. Oh, how you am know, I gonna get this done? Right? I gotta, yeah, yeah, I gotta, yeah. Well, it's two hours before tip off, but still. He's now in a panic. And he gets there, and now he really goes through the bag, right? And he really goes through it, takes everything out. It's not there. It's not there. So now he now he got to go back, see if anybody, see if he left it somewhere in the hotel, anybody turned it out. Now he goes up to his room, and he's down on his hands and knees, and he's looking under the bed, and he, he's looking everywhere for the for the computer. Not there. Now he comes walking back, and now he's, sweating like a hog and he's and he's cursing like crazy 
And he picks up his bag to say, son of a bee, and there it is sitting on the chair underneath. <laughs> <laughs> he, had taken, he had taken the computer out first and put the bag down on top of it. <laughs> That was one of the highlights of my sports writing career. Okay. <laughs> now, be honest. Did you see no, it down no, there and no, you I let him not. keep? Because okay. no. you wouldn't let your guy twist in the I wind I might like have that. let him go back once. I would not have. Hey, uh, uh, Livy. Under the bag. Me, let's see. So, uh, one, two, <laughs> three, three four. Well, four laps. Four laps. Sure. Four extra laps. Yeah. He'd taken one lap. Four extra oh laps. Oh, my God. <laughs> uh, and, you know, we kept it between us and. Maybe 150 other sports writers who are oh, in your closest Hey, friends. you see what this dip bleep did? <laughs> <laughs> now, you have admitted uh, a, a time or two, whether Bill's been on the show or in referencing Bill, that he had the greatest job in America covering Cleveland sports. Oh, yes. I was very jealous when they were rotten. It was great. Some of the great losses, everything. By the uh, way, imagine that fan base, the Brownies, when they go to Vegas. Oh. Oh, yeah, Livy might have to come out of retirement That'll just to cover bad. that game. <laughs> By the way, fellas, did you see who got in a dust up in the uh, summer league? I did, I, I and did. I was and thinking of you as, as soon as I saw it. I thought of you immediately. Uh, Atlanta Hawks rookie Trey Young and Utah Jazz scumbag Grayson Allen <laughs> got into a brief altercation Thursday in Salt Lake City in the Utah Jazz summer league. The play occurred just after halftime during a. Hawks offensive possession. So Trey Young, Young popped out to the top of the three point arc and and caught a pass and was met by Allen. As Young rose to shoot, he and Allen hooked arms. Well, in other words, Allen fouled him. Right, hooked his arm. Yes. The two guards remained engaged as Young tried to wrestle free, and the pair scuffled as Young's right arm lowered into Allen's back. Allen retaliated by thrusting his head into Young's chest. Suspend him already. Kick him out of the league. What a jackass. Now, let me ask you this. Now, this piece you have with the Wolves and Tibbs and everything, if they had drafted Grayson James Allen instead of Josh Okoji, it would have been a 180, baby. I would have said, (laughs) fire Tibbs. Get rid of him. Everybody's gone. Get rid of Tibbs. Get rid of Tibbs. And I wonder how close it came. When they were sitting close. there at 20, did you? Well, oh, he what fits was going the description of everything that they're looking for. And the guys, whichever one I was watching, ESPN or NBA.com says, this looks like Grayson Allen. They were all in best available and all that. Billis's best available was Grayson Allen. Just to show you, Manny, my level of wanting that to happen, oh, just yes. to agitate my yeah. guy across the yeah. I'm in the Fairbowl Lakers dugout. <laughs> I'm instructed one of our bench guys, you monitor that bleep and bleep draft. And, and we were all huddled around as the Wolves were about to pick him. Like, please. I'd- Please yes. let this happen. I told a couple people already, the fan in me wanted nothing to do with Grayson Allen, but the radio producer <laughs> yes, in me absolutely wanted everything to do with Grayson Allen. He's already a jackass. He's already demonstrated. He hasn't even gotten out. He hasn't even got to Vegas yet. He's still in Salt Lake City, and he's proven he's a jackass. We'll be back. Time to change my whole attitude. Time for uh, that's been on display here for an hour and fifty-five minutes. 
and he- go to the Friday Fun Fest Feel Good Thought of the Week. What do you have, Benny Hill? Uh, my Feel Good Thought for the Week, it might surprise you guys a little bit, but it's uh, World Cup related. Brazil okay. is out. Brazil's out. Brazil is out of the World Cup. I think that's kind of cool because Brazil is always kind of like they're kind of, I think a lot of people outside of the country of Brazil views Brazil the same way that maybe uh, Patrick Royce views Duke or something. There's a NCAA lot of diving. That, ne- Neymar, Neymar, whoever his name is, he's a noted flopper, isn't he? Yes. yes. He's and, a, uh, very I think histrionic uh, in his uh, flopping. And I believe all uh, South American countries are now out of the World Cup. Yeah, I think it's all, all European uh, countries now. If you count the Ruskies as European. Overall, yep. is this being viewed as a successful World Cup? I don't think there's been many complaints, but yeah, certainly okay. not as many complaints as there was in Sochi about. The I Winter saw Olympics. some of the numbers, though. The viewership is yeah, bad. Is, well, we're it, not oh, it is. I thought I thought I saw some that said it was great. No, oh it really? It was down quite a bit. Now maybe they got better in the knockout round or something, or in the quarterfinals, or maybe it was uh, relating to a specific match or whatever. Yeah, I guess I don't was, know. It uh, was it was it was down substantially. But uh, they have, uh, now next time again, we will have to beat Trinidad and Tobago to mm-hmm. get there. But uh, then the, the following time when it's here, they're going to have 48 teams. So you can't, you can't miss it. Plus, we're the host. Wouldn't I it think. be great if they did? Miss the 48 team I think the field. host gets in. The host gets an automatic. Oh. Yeah, because Russia, sure. yeah. because okay, they're hosting sure. this year. But they the get thing about us is Canada, Mexico, and the U.S. are all co-hosting it or try hosting it i suppose if one of those three countries doesn't whichever one of those doesn't qualify we'll probably get a free bid too i don't know how it works anyway yeah well that's a good thought uh uh you know i i i got a little laugh about the guy in the goofy hat crying like a baby on the i saw your tweet about that that was pretty funny uh what do you got reavers uh you know sometimes i i think about uh the end of my athletic career and maybe i'm physically not in the in the shape that i should be and then i stroll watch judd i look at 1500 espn.com and i see judd attempting to kick a bleeping (laughs) penalty kick from eight feet away in which he and bounced it three uh, times, and I just feel better about myself. And then another time when myself. he shanked it about six feet to the right. But of the he's net. a he's a better kicker than he is a shooter, right? Well, that's what I was he wondering. Made one goal, right? Because <laughs> he did make a goal, but Harrigan didn't move. You think Harrigan uh, went in the sack? Huh? I I think so. And then you know, at least he hit rim almost every time he shot the basketball. So I I Except don't the know. First couple of times. <laughs> What's your feel good thought for the well, week, sir? I just just had it. The Timberwolves didn't draft Grayson Allen. That's uh, that's my feel-good thought. Uh, You guys reminded me, you know, because, frankly, the cruelty demonstrated by all the people... Against me, who wanted it? I'll never forget. Including your your two cohorts (laughs) here on the show, (laughs) and everybody on Twitter. Oh, oh, my whole Twitter nation. I don't know if you'd have survived against me. Would you have survived? I don't think you would have made it. No. All right, Monday. Thanks, the Rolling Stones. It was great.